Peace. Good dawning. Good dawning. Dawning. Good dawning. Time is it? It's about ten after seven. So I'm in between yesterday's, which I did at seven thirty, and my usual time of six thirty. You know, something a little different, right? But um, I'm gonna jump right into it. Uh, and as you come in, you come in. But you know, greetings and good dawning to all of you, of course. You know, thank you, Kashia, as always, my sound engineer. <laughs> uh, James Gadabaki and Rika Shai. You know, peace and good dawning to you. You know, the precious mom. Greetings and good rise to you. Stability to all. Strength to all. Sister Manera, Sister Naya, previously known as Spoiled Rotten. Peace, you rot. <laughs> Grandmama Shadow Book. Peace to you. Gypsy Gray, Michelle. Yeah. And give thanks, uh, Gypsy Gray, for, for the uh, offering. And for all of you who've sent, some have used um, Venmo and Cash App. So thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, greetings, uh, Ia Andrine. You know, thank you for, uh, yeah, you know, just showing your appreciation in that way. Thank you, Pad Mini 144. I appreciate it. You know, um, peace in Jabulu. Shange, I think it says there. Yeah, first time catching me live. Okay, cool. <laughs> Peace, Ia Tracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm honored. I'm honored you showed up. Yeah. But um, <laughs> oh, you are. You know, it's. I I still appreciate it. <laughs> Doesn't matter the amount. If somebody takes a dot. You know, you can buy a bag of um, uh, beans for under a dollar in some stores. So if somebody gives you two dollars or three dollars or one dollar or five dollars, you know, that's it's like food <laughs> they're giving you. You know what I mean? Or someone else. So yeah, I, I'm I'm grateful for every amount. To Neho, Hassan, Iris McCabe, you know, I'm not I'm not one of them people that's like, you know, I appreciate that, but you could give more. Come on. Dig deep. You know, come on. Uh Baba Cruz, especially like I said, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, people showing their appreciation. Oh, give thanks, Baba Hassan. That's uh, about three, 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 uh, three to four bags of beans. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I actually linked up. You know, I had spoke when when we did the first um, peace, Kiki J, the first um, super chat. That was cool three, the way they spell it. I think it's a three at the end, but it's cool something. When I re- when I remembered that it was there, and I was like, oh, um, I had spoke about doing some food, you know, or some packets for the homeless. I actually linked up with somebody. I think I'm gonna do it a little bit different instead of 
uh, me doing the packets. I linked up with someone um, recently who has a much bigger channel. Like they have 1.4 million subscribers. Um, yeah, it was 1.4. And uh, Peace Plant OG. And ended up um, linking up through the work of kind of a friend of a friend type of thing. Someone who came to me for a consultation. So I went and checked them out, and they're, they're next level, like with the work that they, they with their, their outreach work that they do with the homeless. So I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to see, I'm gonna try to do something a little different this time, and, and you know, try to establish a partnership over there. I really, I really, really, really like the work they're doing, and even if not a partnership, definitely um, mirror some of their efforts because yeah they, they got a real cool thing going on so more to be announced on that one so anyway um I'm not going to be too long you notice yesterday's was like around 40 to 50 oh your husband owns a break dance studio hey wait so gypsy great is your husband uh king glide kid glide may sound random but uh i was thinking king kid glide oh kid glide okay yeah okay (laughs) yeah when i saw his name i was like that's a b-boy name (laughs) i just had a feeling that he was a b-boy and then when you just said breakdance i'm just you know putting putting uh the numbers together please miss cindy jones okay that's cool man that's cool that's cool yeah you know um b-boy for those for younger people that's that's like someone who's who's um invested in, into hip-hop at different levels you know uh whether it be dancing or graffiti or djing you know or, or even emceeing to a degree but uh that's the b-boy term it's an older term um peace nadia i saw some other names but the thing went by so yeah so oh and Ia arlene and uh yeah okay i got everybody i think yeah so um oh your pops was a b-boy back in the day kashia your pops is a pastor <laughs> that must have been an interesting transition i know he must shout his his whole shout game must be next level if he was a b-boy back in the days he'd be shouting and praising and spinning on his head and everything jumping back up you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, B-boy turn turn pastor. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I had spoke about a while ago was um, courage, right? Or being encouraged, having in having it inputted, but having to the courage to to be silent. <laughs> you know, and I had spoke about that was one of the, the earlier segments, you know, where that, that courage comes from to kind of quell and um quiet the um just the desire or the, the, the impulse to react. You know, and there's another aspect of, of courage or another usage for courage that becomes important in, in all of this stuff that probably many of you peace, peace, Baba Utu probably many of you have already had to employ on some levels because a lot of times if you've been in this for any more than and I say when I say this this awareness journey for any more than 
nine months. <laughs> P. Sherelle Cunningham, if you've been in it for any more than nine months, there's a certain level of courage that you have to usually activate if you're around other people. And that's the courage to be different. You know, the courage to be different is like a huge thing in this because, you know, for those of us who have decided to explore the best ways that we could be and to explore the ideas and the concepts of emulating the divine on the planet, you know, um, one of the first things that we have to do is recognize that we're like sheep surrounded by wolves, you know, and I know that when you come into consciousness, people will try to tell you different. Now, at one point, I might have been one of those people because uh, when I first started to study a lot of, um, you said it right, a lot of people pronounce it in Jabulu. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the end, it's the, you know, it's probably just a, an English thing. People see a letter and they feel they have to, well, I can't even say they feel to say because how many silent letters are there in, in English? Yeah. But, um, what was I saying? I'm sorry. You know, we names. I like names. <laughs> so we, we can have a conversation just about names. So, you know, when I first came into like a lot of the, I'll say my spiritual work, one of the things that disturbed me was that there was so much work that I was always commissioned to do or trained into doing that was that surrounded protection. And I kind of felt like, well, now that I got the juice, if you, if you will, proverbially speaking, why do I have to be so concerned about protecting? Like, they need to protect themselves from me. So that was always my attitude. Like, you know, my elders would be like, yeah, if you shake someone's hand, you should do this. Or if you're around this type of person or this, when you come home, cleanse like this, do this type of bad. I'm like, Yo, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm constantly cleaning people off me. I'm constantly cleaning situations off me or sidestepping and avoiding people and my thing would always be like but i'm i'm you know i'm the person with 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 the war with the spiritual warrior tools peace creation greetings and peace Ma mama marva so my concern was always like and you know not to say that i was correct not to say that i was wrong you know it's just a perspective you know but that was something that just gave thought and not to say that i even debated with my elders on that. I never said anything at all. Never. I just kind of, these are things that just would play through my mind. Like, you know, why do we have to be so concerned about everybody else? Like, we we're, we're those dudes now. <laughs> you know? So they should they should be trying to clean us up off of them. I, I, I still feel that way to a degree, but I, I recognize that um, nonetheless that there will come a crown of thorns. You know, there will come um, scrutiny, there will come derision, there will come an ostracizing for anyone who try, who says, okay, well, now I'm going to take on this, this archetypical personality and energy that's going to rise me up to where I'm supposed to be. Once you do that, yeah, it's coming. So what we live in a society, and these, these are the wolves. The wolves are not necessarily people, per se. You know, but the, the wolves, us as sheep and, and the wolves is society's desire or society's campaign to um, amalgamate everyone or to, to gather and, and corral everyone into this spirit of saneness or into this, this personality and idea of saneness. You know, like, peace, Eddie Moon. 
you get that like when we speak a lot about like the uh, um cultural diversity cultural inclusion really what that means is everybody do the same thing it it there's there's nothing diverse really about it right so once you realize that well I'm in an environment that is constantly and consistently peace Anna Maria peace Shakira you know um it's constantly yeah we're going to be great today you be great too thank you for that Shakira said be great everybody <laughs> so we're going to do that um so when you're in this environment that's constantly saying we should all do this we should all think this way right now everyone is telling you you need to vote you know make sure you vote make sure you vote make sure you vote make sure you vote and a lot of the make sure you vote and i'm not going to have a political conversation trust me i'm not but i'm just using it as an example a lot of the make sure you vote doesn't address what you've been talking about all this time right so you may have a certain concern that has gone ignored and then now people will say, well, you know, if you vote, that's that, that's how you peace, Brother Vermont. That's how we can finally bring these these discussions to the table. I mean, if you finally would vote, you know, the cops would stop lynching people, you know, lynch, lynching black people, you know, like. So now everything becomes that. And if you don't do that, then now you're you're demonized to a to a degree. Um, so there's always this this movement that everybody should be doing the same thing. Peace, Nikki Love. Everybody should be doing the same thing at the same time. Right. Um, the same thing, like if, if you ever speak about consciousness and you, you see someone who peace Ia Aldere, you see someone who's possibly scamming a community and you, and you bring it up, especially if it's someone who's of your same, uh, genetic phenotype, the first thing people will say, well, what are you doing for the community? Right now you may have put 20, 30 years in, you may have put 10 years in, you may have put five years in, but because you're not saying what that peace Watessa because you're not saying what that person is saying at the time that they're saying it. Now, what you have done gets negated because we're all this piece, peace, Baba Haru. We're all on this code right now. This, this is what we're on right now. This is the code that we're on right now. The code that we're on right now is voting or the code that we're on right now is this or that. And if you speak any divergent language to that, now you're just out of touch. <laughs> you're just off code. You're just not aware of what's happening with the culture, right? So sometimes when those experiences happen, we get to a point now where we feel like, you know what, I need to get on call. I need to be doing what everybody else is doing, or I, I at least need to be to bring that discussion of what everybody else is doing to, to my own personal table. You know, maybe I do need to reflect on, on voting and, and what that really means. Maybe, yeah, um, you know, here's, here's a common thing that comes up. Peace, Dawn Williams, good doing, good doing. A common one that comes up when you catch somebody scamming. And like I said, if they're a person of the same genetic phenotype, their, their disciples, <laughs> we'll, we'll say, or the, you know, um, the sycophants. But they'll say, um, again, what have you done? That's the first thing that will be said. Or they'll say, again, if they're of the same genetic phenotype well these people over here are, are are robbing and stealing and everything like that why don't you say something about that you see so this usually those those want those two responses that that will come most of the time peace alex you know um 
So, you know, you shouldn't call out your own who are doing things in your community to poison and destroy your community because there's people outside of peace change change. There's people outside of your community who are also poisoning you. So don't deal with the enemy within, only deal with the enemy without, you see. So these are the things that happen and sometimes it causes us to pause and like, you know, or may cause some of you to pause. I don't, I don't, the enemy is an enemy, you know what I mean? Um, but that's, you know, my own philosophy. You, you might feel differently. So it cause, it may cause you to sit back and, and think and say, okay, well maybe if everybody else is saying that, yeah, this person is scammed or this person has done something dirty or whatever, but I'm still going to support them. Maybe I should too, right? So with the whole sheep kind of being among the wolves and the wolves are, are, are pressing for homogeny, you know, the, the wolves are pressing for sameness, sameness. So it's not the wolves necessarily like, you know, you now decided to choose righteousness and divine awareness. And as a result, the people around you are going to tear you up because, you know, wickedness is stronger than righteousness. It's not necessarily that. The wolves are sameness. The wolves are assimilation towards one one program thought. And the reason why I say program thought, because there's not this collective awareness and this collective enlightenment where everyone outside of you, you know, comes to this 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 uh, decisions and says, you know what, this, this is we we need to be voting because voting is this and that. You know, and again, I'm only using voting as an example. I really don't want you to think this is a political conversation about voting or about the candidates that are on the table because it's not. All right. Peace, peace, Baba Logan. I, I want you to be very clear on that. Just using it as an example because it's a big thing right now and everybody is make sure you vote, make sure you vote, you know, and there's a certain guilt that, that people try to instill in you without even maybe even knowing your story. You know, like you get people of all ethnic groups saying, make sure you vote without a sensitivity to the to the reality that your vote and the result of that that vote doesn't mean the same for everybody. You, you see what I'm saying? So that and, and I'm and I'm I'm trying not to I'm not going to get into that conversation. I'm not because I don't want to get sidetracked with that, you know, but um, there's no thought of the differentness, you know. Or the fact that people been voting. Like, you think this is the, the first election? <laughs> people been voting and still getting, literally, literally, getting knees put on their neck and murdered, you know, after they voted, after they thought they made a right decision. Still having to be concerned about their little girl going into a bathroom and there's a dude in there, you know, dressed not like a dude, you know, and, um, you know, looking at her a certain way, but they, they, they voted. They, they did what you told them to do, you know? So some people have, have already gone that route, but it's the same thing. Like I said, when you call out a scammer or something like that, and someone says, well, what are you doing for the community? You know, because like I said, often we are not a people of history or memory. We're a people of emotion. So emotions can be used to assimilate people into a certain space. So for you as one who was, who was, thoroughly invested in knowledge and thoroughly invested in the journey of truth, you have to have the courage to be different. And, you know, you might see everybody going right, but your directives, your prime orders and directives have told you to go straight. And everybody's like, nah, we're going over here. We're we making this turn. You know, um, it's kind of like, you remember like a couple months ago, um, 
all the rage was on plant-based foods. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was talking about plant-based foods. Even people who never, you know, talked about it and the impossible this and the plant-based this and the plant-based that. And then, you know, it's kind of dying down now, you know, and everybody was on that for a minute and super excited about that. And you had different celebrities. This is where we go back to the story part, you know, um, celebrities who were endorsing it and people were getting excited because, you know, they liked that celebrity story without really asking themselves, like, are those celebrities scientists? Like, have they done any scientific research? Has there been any real true discovery methods as to the, the healthiness of these actual products that people put out? But everybody was on it. That was the wave. That was the code that was supposed to get on. Get on it. See, that, that was the wolf experience. You see, now some of us who've been eating right for years, we knew, I don't eat that garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's Soylent Green. That's that's just that's laboratory food. Oh, they well they extracted this element piece of all. They extracted this out of meat and out of the blood and the hemoglobin, and it gives this kind of t- what? So basically, they made androids. They made androids. I'm supposed to eat an android. You know what I mean? Um, some of us knew that when people were bringing it to me, yo, you got to try it. They sell them at, at, I don't want to say no company names, but they sell them here. We can go get the burgers. And I'm like, yo, I'd rather you bring me back a cow burger than bring me that. Bring me back meat. I'd rather eat. My body knows what meat is. My body doesn't know what that is. I can process meat. You know what I mean? But I don't know what the heck that crap is. And neither do you. I'd rather have chicken or something more, you know, not, and I don't even eat those things. So that's, that's the point that I'm making to you. I'd rather eat the meat that I can recognize and eat that. Right. But that was a wolf experience. Everybody get on this wave. You see what I'm saying? Everybody get on this, everybody ride on this wave, you know? Um, and then you have people who, again, the, the guilt thing was there. Well, you know, it's not harming anything. It's not, you're over here in, injecting blood into chemicals and, to, and into plants. And that's not harming the plant. That's not harming plant life. This this genetic experience, experiment that you're doing to plant, you know, these soybeans, that's that's not harming them. You know, um, the truth is on this planet, and I'm going to say this and then we're going to move on. You know, um, if you don't, if you don't kill, you don't eat. And if, and if you don't hunt, you don't eat, you know, so you got to You got to kill to eat, period. You got to kill to eat. Now you process that however you feel like processing it, but that's something you just going to have to, you're going to have to deal with, you know, and that's not just in terms of food. That's in terms of your hustle. That's in terms of your grind and any way that you choose to, um, to, to, to get your to, to get your revenue any any way that you choose to get your income you're gonna have to kill to eat period you know this is the jungle <laughs> in different forms we're in the jungle right so anyway so that courage to be different comes into play because a lot of misinformed or uninformed people will try to get you into a certain space and it becomes very difficult because uh, sometimes we don't have the faith enough to hold on to a, to a particular idea or to a particular promise or a particular vision that says, you know what? Not only do I have to not get on that that wave, but I have to stay on this divine wave because I have to maintain an experience where 
people will be able to come to me when their situations begin to fall apart. I'll give you an example. Like sometimes we work on jobs and everyone on a job is on a certain kind of vibe. You know, uh, I remember years ago, Peace Cassie, um, I worked uh, on, on Fashion Avenue. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I worked, the, the brokerage firm I, I worked for was on Fashion Avenue, just so you know, I wasn't in the fashion industry. That's, that's like 6th Avenue in New York City, right? And, uh, of course, I worked in the IT department, right? And um, in that department, we had, which was cool, we had a couple of brothers who worked there, um, and they worked, uh, they were, they were desktop techs, right? There was, I think there was three of them, three or four of them, something like that. But there was this one brother, this Caribbean brother, Ian. <laughs> Ian was a funny dude, man. He used to wear his collars turned up and like these tight lacrosse shirts. <laughs> what it is, what it is. You know, dress down Fridays, he'd always have his collar turned up with a lacrosse shirt. He, he thought he was something else. But, um, I mean, one time we, we went to lunch and, and Ian was like, um, you know, it was cause the fashion is all models down. There. It's all models on the street. You know, that's where all the, the high end stores are and everything. And he was like looking at everyone. Ooh, look at that one there. Peace, Kevin Garvey. Look at that one there. Ooh, look at that. And I'm just like bored because I'm like, yo, these girls ain't got no butt. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, uh, that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't on that. And I, and everyone there calling out, I'm like, nah, it's not my type. It's not my type. Like every single one, not my type, not my type, not my type. Um, and I don't think they thought I was on some other kind of stuff on that other thing, but it would, but I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, that one looks like a boy. I'm good. You know, um, and I think I had shared that once, you know, a long time ago when I used to work that particular gig, I literally used to take the long way going back home and I would cut up through Harlem. Um, so I could see some women and I don't mean on like the perverted kind of salacious thing, but because I was surrounded by something else so much that I didn't want to become Ian. I didn't want to turn into Ian. Peace, Kenneth Williams, you know, so I would, like I, you know, there was times I would get out of work and be like, I, I need to see like some dough knockers, you know, like I need to see some dough knockers and some, you know, what I mean, like some hips and, you know, like, you know, what, 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 what looks closer to it, you know, let's say my type, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be very respectful of everyone here, um, you know, but I was not trying to assimilate into that. Right now, we fast forward. You know, maybe a year or so after that, one of the brothers, um, we'll call him JJ. That was his initials. Um, cool brother. Real, real, real cool brother. Um, never ironed his clothes. I remember I used to mess with him about that a lot. Like, you know, um, but he knew his stuff really well. But sometimes in corporate environments, you got someone, you got people who are not very political, but he was so good at what he did, you know, but he never ironed his clothes. Like you could tell, like he just had maybe a bag of, the proper, you know, attire in the trunk of his car or something, you know, and before work, he just like, cause he just have like a polo shirt on with a tie and like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to the guidelines. Right. You know, but we, we were real cool. And I remember, uh, he had gotten a divorce and, um, he came and he spoke to me. Right. And he was like, yeah, man, I need to talk to you. 
and we were talking about it and you know it was some, he, he basically had gotten caught cheating and <clears throat> it was a whole it was a series of things that happened and when he first got caught I was there from the beginning and I was like yo um, talk to her and he was like yo she's not really talking and you know I, I just think like if she ain't saying nothing I'm not gonna say nothing I'm like nah you gotta get ahead of this thing man like you know talk talk to her about it you know what I mean like you, you got caught so had a conversation you know so we we talked and we talked and he didn't follow my guidance and she eventually began to slip away because of course you're not you're not moving as a man you know yeah I, I either I made a mistake admit that or I, I don't I'm I'm not gonna be with one so let's let's figure out what this is gonna look like right um, but some are not ready for the consequences of her saying, okay, I, I can I can relate to that. I understand. I've been, there's a guy at my job I've been wanting to go out with, you know. You may be not ready to hear that, you know. So my point is, is that, peace, Regan. Um, my point is that a lot of times what happens is that because we're moving like everybody else and because we don't have the, the courage to be different, we don't establish a light post. You know, we don't establish that lighthouse that people can come to at some point and recognize like, no, you're on another vibe and you've you've never really compromised. You've never really deterred like the rest of us. So I recognize you as being almost like the minister of this space. You know, um, I remember there was another woman there who um, she, she uh, I think it was her sister. I got diagnosed with cancer, something like that. And um, she came and spoke to me. And it was like out of the blue. And I'm like, because I actually didn't like her. You know, uh, peace, Christian. Yeah, man, I actually didn't like her at all. <laughs> you know, um, so, but she didn't know. Because, I, you know, I'm good at, at well, I, I can hold I can hold it for a while. Before my face starts to crack. And you, you could, if you look at my eyes, you'll, you'll know if I don't like you. So I tend you know, um, I tend to control my gaze, but, uh, she had came to me. She's like, you know, and started talking to me and like broke down, you know, was sharing what was going on and everything. And I was able to speak to her and kind of get her grounded again and, and help her to establish a, an actual battle plan. And at that time, it goes back to this again, we're going to lunch and stuff and whatnot. And I used to bring my lunch most of the time. Now we got a we got a food stipend every day. Ooh, we, they used to give us. I think it was twenty dollars a day, something like that. We got like so I, so I used to just pocket you know my stipend. Yeah, it was like it was like because we had a cafeteria and that beautiful like amazing food we had there. This company had a lot of money, and um, then we had changed locations at one point and where we went to, there was no cafeteria. So they would just give us a food stipend. And, um, but me, no matter what cafeteria, not, I brought my own food. Cause I'm not, I don't like, um, I don't like eating food that people have been talking over. And like, I don't know how, what kind of day you had. And the food was like, I mean, it was like gourmet food, but I'm good. <laughs> you know? Cause I'm very sensitive to energy. You know what I mean? I go in there and nah, you know, so I would just bring my food, whatever, you know. So she started talking to me about her sister with the diagnosis because she was like, yeah, I, like, I, I saw you one day and you were eating like alfalfa sprouts with avocado and this is, <laughs> you know, so I, I know you're really into this stuff. Like, I never said I was really into this stuff. Like, I never said that, but she saw that there was a different standard. 
You see, so whereas like, oh, they're having shark today because they used to serve stuff like shark and stuff like that. So everybody's running to go get shark and all of this and whatever other crazy stuff that. Nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. With my, you know what I mean? My, my, my little whatever here, my little green stuff. You know what I mean? Y'all go eat a piling plate of brown slimy stuff. I'm good. You know, what I mean? brown fried up slimy stuff. You know. Um, so a lot of times it's our ability to hold a standard that now really signifies what the next level of our work will be, number one, and the first level of what our protection is. A lot of times we're protected by our willingness. <laughs> you funny as shit. <laughs> I said no slimy stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, a lot of times it's our, our... And, you know, I always had to eat light, so I wouldn't eat nothing like that at work because I, I um, you know... I, sometimes I get grumpy. You know, you got to imagine I'm, I'm working in a corporate environment and around this time, I'm also recognizing like this ain't, this ain't nothing. You know what I mean? So when I first got into corporate America, like that was my dream. I was so stupid. I'm going to tell you how, 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 how foolish I was. Some of you hear me talk about, you know, I had a barbershop at one point and I had a pool hall. I had several, several storefront businesses. You know, I gave them all the way. I never told you all that part. I gave all my businesses away. Um, literally, I didn't even sell anything in them. I didn't sell any of the equipment. No, I gave them away. Um, I used to lust for a corporate environment when I owned my own businesses because I used to have customers that would come in. I never, it was the, the, the seventh day customers, the Saturday customers. Like, I would see some of these brothers during the day. They'd have like suit and ties on, like, I'm on my lunch break. Can I get a quick cut? All right, cool. And they would put this suit back on. I'd be like, and then on Saturdays, they'd have, like, on sweatsuits or whatever, basketball shorts, while I'm still still working. And I'd be like, damn, man, that, that'd be nice, man, to just have days off like that and not have hair in your mouth all the time. <laughs> and any of you who ever worked dealing with hair, you know, whether you're in a salon or a barbershop, you know what I'm talking about. You get hair splinters all the time. You're always picking them out of your skin, you know. Uh, if you don't wear gloves um, and you go home and you vacuum, there's this this just hair always all over, all over the place. It just has a way to get into the fabric of your clothes and it's everywhere all the time. And, you know, you, it, it, and like I used to say, like I got an afro in my stomach. I know I do. I know I'm eating hair all day. Anything I eat, I know it's got hair in it. You know what I mean? Um, so I started to lust for that environment not knowing, not appreciating what I already had, you know, these people were, were, were debt slaves, you know, and I didn't have that issue and I didn't know what I had. So I gave, I gave, I started work studying computers and long story, but got into the computer field and gave the businesses away. Right. Um, so after I was got through my initial intimidation of the environment, which took maybe about less than a year, within a year I was like, these people are not as smart as I thought they were. This environment, peace, young, but but fly. I realized like these people are not as smart as I thought they were, and they're not. The mystique that I had about this place is not really. This place ain't really that big a deal. Um, so by the time I'm working the gig I'm talking about, I'm already disenchanted. And I used to have to eat a certain way during the day to give myself fuel to get through the day, you know, so I didn't like to eat heavy because I know I would get 
cranky. You know, you know, you eat some of that food and now I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm coming back. I'm at my desk. I'm cranky. And what? We got a meeting at three. Oh, God. Another freaking meeting. A meeting about the meeting. You know, now I'm telling the truth. <laughs> we will have a meeting about last meeting, which was really a meeting about when we're going to meet next. <laughs> you know, now I'm like, you know, so I'll be like, no, let me just eat my, my alfalfa and my avocado, a little bit of water keep things kind of light and then when I get up out of here then I go eat for real <laughs> you know um, so that's why <laughs> I wasn't eating heavy did peace max you got so many doggone usernames <laughs> if that's you I think that's you but um, so anyway yeah some people say that's my everyday right that's you know I, 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 I've been there done that and um you know, when I left that environment, I, I left with a bang. Maybe one day I'll tell that story about how I actually exited corporate America. But it was with not a bang like I was acting stupid. But, you know, like long story short, you know, I used to wear suit. That was my required. I was a VP, at, you know, where I was at and wore a suit every single day. And my last day I came in and I had a, a, a jean suit on. I remember I had a jean suit on and some Tim's, a scully hat and a box cutter in the side of my head. And they were like, who the hell is it just walked up in here and uh, had my my uh, laptop and my phone and, um, you know, the things that they had given me, you know, that were associated with the job. And I had put them on on the desk and I was like, yo, I quit. I resign. And that was just a real funny thing you know and that's how I dressed outside of the job you know what I'm saying I always had a box cutter raised on me I wore Tim's you know and I remember Pina that was her name Pina the head of HR she's just looking at me up and down and I and I loved it because I'm like yeah you didn't know you didn't know it was one of them up in here <laughs> fooled you <laughs> you know and I don't want to make it into a whole racial thing, but you know, sometimes people don't know, you know how you're multidimensional and you know how to code switch. So, you know, you're in that environment and you're, you know, they don't know how, how intricate your mask is. <laughs> they don't know how intricately you can assemble and, and, and establish your mask for that environment and how meticulous you are about your uniform for that environment. They have no idea, and they they think that you've assimilated. They think you've gotten them, and then they find out. And sometimes that's why when you're in those environments, there might be a security guard or a janitor, you know. And I used to hate when people would do this, and like they ignore them, you know. The janitor be like, "Hey, bro, how you doing?" And you're like, "Cause you don't want to be found out." I'd be like, "Hey, hey, peace, brother. How's it going? How you doing today?" You know, give an f about these people. You know, but I knew how to do it. <laughs> you know, I knew how to close the doors. Hey, man, what's going on with you, man? Hey, da 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 You know, I saw you had such and such plates. So where are you from? You know what I mean? Oh, you from the Bronx? Oh, word. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. We could, now we could rap, you know, or it's after hours and I'm there working and the cleaning people come and I'm like, hey, I ain't got to do all that, man. <laughs> you know, go chill. You know, turn let's turn the music on, whatever, right? So when I came in, it was like, he was right underneath our noses the whole time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, you, you talk about the courage to be different. 
like I said, there's a whole long thing to that. I, I'll um, maybe share that one day. But um, we got to have the courage, man, to stand on these promises. We got to have the courage to stand on, on this vision. You know what I mean? And trust me, man, you know, the, what you're surrounded by, the wolves that you're surrounded by are dead set on you cutting left. You know, <laughs> that experience. Huh? Well, you know, one thing about that experience, Mama Marva, is that I always had a a, a model with me. I, I worked at a lot of different companies because I knew I was, you know, I, I had my own strategy. You know, I wasn't loyal to any of these companies. And I worked at some of the, the, the like the most prestigious firms, you know, that that you could imagine. And my whole thing was always come in as a as a gentleman, leave as a gentleman. That was what I used to always say, go in as a gentleman, leave as a gentleman. So no matter what happened, you know, and I, I had some ugly things people tried to do to me and say about me and things like that. You know, um, I would say however I came in is how I'm leaving. I came into the interview like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, thank Oh, this is a wonderful place. Yeah, I've done some research in your company, and you guys are doing some amazing things, man. I see some of the innovations that you're doing, and I just, you know, I feel like this would be an awesome fit. You know, because to be honest with you, you know, I really, yeah, I know when you see, when you look at my, my CV, it shows that, yeah, I've, I've kind of moved around. I've done a lot of contracting, but I'm really looking for a place that I can dig my feet in. I'm really looking for a place that I can root and not only help to expand. I mean, I'd love to, to, to see this place grow, but I'm really looking for a place where there's, where I have an upwardly mobile career path, you know, where I can really grow inside of it. You know, that's how I used to talk, you know. So um, if that's how I came in on some Carton Banks, Carton, <laughs> if I came in like Carton, I'm going to leave like Carton. The only difference is, like I said, in that time, you know, you saw like he's he's still talking like Carlton, but <laughs> he doesn't look like Carlton at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something different. <laughs> That's convincing. Yeah, I, I know, yeah, I told you I was, you know, in my life. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew how to how to smooth them. I remember that um, the brokerage firm I'm talking about. I got into that spot. It's moron. The, the the individual who interviewed me. Oh my god! I could tell. You know, sometimes as a as a man, and, and some of you brothers may relate to this. Um, Peace, Brittany. You can tell when certain. Um, that's how I made that situation happen. You know, not not in I didn't you know any ritual, sex rituals, but you know, just just a little, just kind of turning up a little bit the um, the sexual tension. You know, I ended up complimenting her style. Like that's that's how over the line that interview was, and she, she was like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I see it. You have a great sense of style, and you know, da 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 da, frog face chick (laughs) but i knew she liked the mandingo you know so you learn how to you learn how to work different things you know you gotta you gotta know how to read people you know i mean yeah it's finesse (laughs) finesse that situation and ended up having to leave that situation because of a um a melanin rich woman went went berserk she used to like to go berserk on people and i had to tell her like you can't talk to me like that (laughs) <laughs> and she was really high up 
and the firm, and that was the beginning of the end for me. You know, they they after that they started building cases against me, but she came in in my office screaming about something that wasn't. It literally had nothing to do with me. But she just went into the IT department and was like, I'm just going to scream on the first office once I get into that department. And she's, eh, and you're going to do, you're going to, you're going to. And I'm like, she don't talk to, <laughs> you know, like, that's what's in my mind. And I'm sitting there staring and like, you know, looking at her like over my glasses. Like, I remember her name was Denise. And I was like, Denise, you don't need to speak to me that way. You know, I, that was my response. I was like, you know, Denise, you don't have to speak to me that way. You know, I said, I actually, I have nothing to do with that. I don't, I don't work in that, 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 um, that division of the department, you know, and that was, that was, that's all I said. That was the beginning of the end, <laughs> you know, so, um, but I didn't care. I didn't care. You know, I'd, I'd rather hold it down that way. See, that's part of the, the courage to be different. You know, one of the things that you got to be prepared for, Peace John, you know, one of the things you got to be prepared for when you when you take on the mantle of, of divine um, structuring and divine stability and you're, and you're not looking to really bend on that, you got to be prepared for people say to say some of the ugliest things about you or say some of the ugliest things to you because, yeah, Denise did go on a trip, you know, she'd probably fired by now, you know. I mean, this was many years ago, but people like that, <laughs> they don't last too long. You know, you can't just keep feeding. Because she was like that with, with a lot of people. But when she would get around people who were not of her ethnic group, she's a totally different person. <laughs> she was just so friendly and, you know, so, so warm, you know, things like, like that. But, you know, in IT... There were there were a lot of um, non non Moorish brothers and sisters in IT, but the core nucleus of those of us who were making it happen were East Indian and and Moorish. You know, I mean, we were the ones in the server room who were actually keeping everything up. And then you and then, but of course, all the supervisors were actually um, female non blacks. You know, interesting. My supervisor was actually a Moorish sister, you know, because I remember when I had to start working my way out of, she was like, you know, they're plotting against you. And I was like, and this was like, you see the patience of people. This was like seven months later. I was like, why? You know, because I'm the star of the department. I didn't say that, but I like everyone. I was the star. Of, everyone came to me. And she was like, you remember that that incident with Denise back when we were at the other office? It's like incident. <laughs> there was no incident. She came in going crazy. She was like, yeah, I know. She was like, but you know, when someone like that comes in and starts screaming and yelling at you, you should only be benevolent. That was the word she used. She was like, your only response should be benevolence. And you told her that she didn't have to speak to you that way. Peace, Fosse. So I was like, she told me this with tears in her eyes. Because after I left, they ended up firing her. But I was like, yeah, this ain't, this is, come on. And she was a, a Christian. I remember that because she used to be in the office playing gospel music, you know, but she was a Christian, real, real sweet woman. And I remember I met her, her husband, big football player, big, gigantic football player, Attila the Hun looking type of brother. And I was like, man, y'all don't want to be upsetting this, <laughs> this man's wife. This man will come up in here and 
flipped this whole place over. You know what I mean? But me and him, we, we were real cool, you know. Um, but anyway, you gotta be, you gotta be prepared for that. See, that's the thing. You gotta be prepared for how they're gonna speak about you and how they're gonna deal with you and and what they're gonna say against you because you're holding a standard. You see, and you're holding a standard of truth. See, that's that's the hardest thing a lot of times for for those of us to do. We don't have the courage to hold that standard because. Again, everything around us is saying go this way. So even when I'm in that environment, I'm supposed to like these flat booties and, you know, and let people just yell at me. And that's not, no, (laughs) not only is that not my cultural standard, that's not even my spiritual standard. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a melanin man. You know, so it's all about that bass note. It's all about that. You look at a, at a bass guitar, it's bigger on the bottom and skinnier on the top, right? So that's that's my vibe. That's that's the world that I come from. Um, and as far as as anyone yelling at me, male or female, nah, I'm not really into that. That's not. That doesn't that doesn't get me off. <laughs> Peace, India. You know, that doesn't get me off. So. Um, there was already a divergence. And that's why this particular individual was always in her office playing gospel music because she was trying to, it's like what I spoke about yesterday. She was trying to keep her environment and saturate it with what made her strong, you know, but like the, the most honorable um, Elijah Muhammad once said, you know, your environment will always beat out your nature. You know, so you, your nature may be to be righteous and you're trying to be righteous, but you're surrounded by an unrighteous environment. Eventually, that unrighteous environment is going to absorb. It's going to saturate you. It's going to take you over. You're going to drown like Atlantis drowned in the water. Peace, Treesla girl. You know, um, so that's an important aspect that we have to, like, always keep in mind, because when when society gets desperate or the world gets desperate, and if you don't think that we're in desperate times and people are about to get even more desperate. If you don't see that, then we got to go back to some earlier lessons. But as they get desperate, they're going to call on you. They're going to call on you for strength. They're going to call on you for instruction. And, you know, a part of your compassion is, is to be there. Like I said, even as you're stacking and you're putting things together for your emergency supply, put something aside for your neighbors. You know what I mean? If you say, well, I'm going to buy, you know, three cans of beans for my emergency supply, but buy one can for your neighbor. Oh man, I ain't turn the thing off again. I'm sorry for all that noise. Um, or if I'm going to buy a 20, they got a 20 pound bag of rice, buy a 10 pound bag of rice for your neighbors. There's, you know, we're coming into a time now where you're going to have to be that lighthouse. You're going to have to be that light post. And I'm not saying you're saving the world because you can't save nobody. If you, if you're on sinking ground, you ain't saving nobody anyway. So I, I don't want to, Reestablish or reinstitute that idea of we out here to save to save our people. We ain't. But that's not that's not what's happening. The only thing that you can do is hold a standard, and you hold a banner of truth, and and you maintain that standard without without moving. You, you see what I'm saying? And that now allows people to to encourage themselves to be themselves. It's okay to be different, but understand that there's a difference between being different, being weird being an a-hole and being righteous and a lot of times we assimilate all those other things to being different you know i've always been different and my family has always been on this just because you were different doesn't mean you were right 
you know. So there's a difference when you're recognizing yourself. Well, I'm holding a standard of righteousness, which is a totally different type of experience. So I'm not going to allow those around me to fill me up with their poisons. Right. So, for instance, I got, you know, brothers like Ian and whomever else and my man, JJ, who was. You know, messing, they were all messing with different women in the com- company and stuff like that. Both of them, excuse me for the noise again, I apologize. Both of them had mates and stuff like that. And were trying to get me on that vibe with them. Oh, you know, so-and-so in accounting, she, she, you, she's been looking at you. Or this one, oh, you see the new girl who works in the such-and-such? Or they got temps at the such-and-such. We're going to go down there. And the, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good right here. There's a reason I have an office and y'all all work in one room. <laughs> like, not to be a snob, but <laughs> there's a reason why I'm wearing a suit and y'all wearing lacrosse shirts. Like, catch up, bro. <laughs> you know, but but my point I'm saying is that they were trying to dump poisons in, into me. Peace of queer. They were trying to dump their poisons into me. And I wasn't a lot, I wasn't going for it. You know, so no, I don't want to see that picture. No, I don't want to hear that joke. No, I, did you hear the one about? No, I'm not. I'm not interested, man. You know, I'm not into that. Why you bring that over to me, right? And that's that's one of the biggest works that we have to do in establishing the standard. We can't let you know. It's like the the analogy that I've given you before of a boat. You know, the boat is surrounded by water, and the whole point is to not to let the water get inside of the boat. Once that happens, it sinks. So if you recognize yourself yourself as a sheep and you're around wolves, the whole point is not to let the wolves get into your corral. They're, they're all around you and you might have to move and you might have to set up a, a, a wall where there's an, there's an inner compound where we're keeping the sheep safe because the wolves are all around. So sometimes that water trying to come into the boat is the dirty joke. Sometimes it is, it is the picture of, you know, yo, check out this picture of so-and-so or this one or... So-and-so had a nipple slip. Check out this nipple slip. What, whatever it is, or we're going to go downstairs, we're going to do this, or whatever's happening on your, on, on your job or happening within your family, whatever, that's the water trying to come into the boat. And you have to have the strength to hold a difference, to hold a standard, and say, nah, man, I may be surrounded by that for now because I'm in this boat so I can get on dry land. I'm not in this boat to stay in the boat. So I'm not I'm not in this environment with people who I completely clash with on a spiritual, ideological and, and ethical and, and, and moral level, because that's just what my life is. I'm traveling from one place to another. And like I said, when you're fulfilling a dream, excuse me, when you're fulfilling a vision and moving away from dreams, you're going to have to go through a, an obstacle course of things that you probably don't want to do. And sometimes the don't want to do is going through that water. You might be afraid of water. You might be afraid you're going to drown. You know, because drowning means, wow, I'm going to sink into the deluge of of this ignorance. I'm going to sneak sink into the deluge of of this emotional, you know, kind of um, domination. And that's not what I want to do. So you need to stay in the boat or like, you know, the 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 old mythology of Red Riding Hood when the grand when when the mother told her stay on the path. You know, and she veered off the path. And what happened when she veered off the path? As soon as she veered off the path, she ran into the wolf. And then her whole life changed after that. Now, you know, of course, the wolf represents sexuality. So that's what the, the hood was. You know, she had a period. She's a woman now. So she had the red hood. Had She menstruated. And, you know, once our people saw, like, oh, now, you, now you can make babies. You know, so if you don't want to make no babies, 
then stay on the right path. Stay on the peace, quantum love. Stay on the righteous path. But Little Red Riding Hood was, what's over here? There's berries over here. Oh, now you meet the wolf. Now, what is the wolf? The Mandingo. You see, peace, Heather Smart. It's the Mandingo. You see, um, so, and that changed everything. Because, you know, Mandingo will change your life. <laughs> you know, so that that was actually the science of that of that um, of that story, you know. But it's the same. It's the sto- it plays out over and over. It's it's the same thing for us when we come into a maturity. Understand that being born is a process, just like dying is a process. And some of us may have gone through puberty at 13, 14, 10, 9, whatever it is. But there's still a, a spiritual becoming that we're going through. There's still a spiritual maturation that we're going through. There's, a, there's like a spiritual menstruation that happens, if, if you will. And when we get to that point, it becomes even more critical that we don't veer off the path. Now, I said it, it, it's even more critical in times like now when we're going into desperate times. You see, in these desperate times, everybody has been doing the same thing has no clue as to what to do, right? So they're just going to start throwing old rhetoric back at you. Make sure you vote. You got to vote. <laughs> you know, like, that's all you got? You, you you don't have anything else? No, because you have been doing the same thing everybody else has been doing all this time. But if you have been holding the standard over here with me, you'd be able to see the horizon. You'd be able to see, like, no, this is... This is actually what's important, or that's what's important. That's actually what's coming next. That's actually what's happening next. You know, so when those waves come, like the cancer, like the divorces and things like that, you have a solution and you have an answer. And if nothing else, you have a peace. You know, you have a peace that you can offer. You have a stillness that you can offer. You have a serenity that you can offer because you've decided to, you've decided to, and you've been chosen to, you know, to, um, hold that standard of distinctness and there's nothing wrong with that for those of us who are so invested in our consciousness and so invested in our our more elevated and lofty uh, lofty awareness you know it's important that we don't try to show all of the same ones that we're like them you've heard me speak about that before a lot of times you have different um, teachers and, and, and gurus quote unquote you know, and stuff like that. And people listen to them because they relate to them. You don't have to try to be relatable. You don't have to. You know, some of the stories you may share, like just like I may share some stories. I don't have to share those stories, but sometimes it's, the, it's to show you that there's been a journey or like I say, oh, I worked at this job. So because I know many of you are working in a job. You know what I mean? Uh, some of you are at work right now. And you might, oh, yeah, man, I have felt like that. I, I can't. Well, I'm showing you the other side of it. Or maybe you were that person who was sitting there eating your your healthy food while everybody's sitting there eating whatever, you know, and you felt a little awkward or whatever, like, why they got to bring that crap around me? Or here's the worst one, when you eat at your desk and they come and they, and they, they lean into your desk and they say, what's that? And put their nasty, filthy finger over your food. That's why I never ate at my desk. I'd always go out somewhere. And plus, I don't like eating around people I don't know, especially people I don't like because I'm... As I'm doing that, I'm taking in their energy too. Next thing you know, now I'm in the bathroom throwing up, you know. So that's that's the thing. You know, once you you recognize I don't have to relate to you, I don't have to be relatable to you. That's not what I'm what I'm here to do. Once you once you recognize that, then you then then what happens is <laughs> they'll start to hate you <laughs> because there's a disconnect there. 
right? They're going to hate you outwardly. That's why I said sometimes I see certain teachers and, you know, they're, they're, they're in clubs or, you know, they might wear their clothes a certain way, you know, or they get turned up, you know, in the middle of like the teaching or somebody asks them a question and they let them know like, yo, um, I'm from here. I'm from there. I'll take it here on you. I'll do this to you. I'll do that to you. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm woke, but I'm, I'm this, that. you know, you don't have to do any of that, you know, or they're, they're in videos dancing and popping bottles and things like that. Um, so those are people who are wrapped up in that sea of sameness. Peace, Cordelia. But the truth is, when deities reincarnate into different avatar-like bodies, they never do what everybody else does. See, that that's the whole thing. That's how they evolve everything forward. They really represent that maverick energy or that 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 lone wolf energy. That wolf is, is a part of a pack, but it recognizes it has to shoot out on its own in order to leave its own mark. You see what I'm saying? So when there's, there's this constant striving to be like the same ones that you're supposed to be ministering to at some point, it's clear that you don't have a security in your banner of truth. You don't have a security in your, your courage to be different. You, you see what I'm saying? So always be be leery. <laughs> always be leery when, when you see that. And of course, there's going to be some things that's gonna gonna overlap utu says i used to get the gas face because i wouldn't won't eat their holiday so-called food right they bring it around the um spice cake is a spice cake rum fruit cake fruit loaf what's the thing they make man i think it's christmas with all the sugar i don't know what green and red stuff inside it but yeah man they bring that stuff or they do the potlucks you know and they think you're yeah, having a potluck y'all having a potluck i'm not doing that you must be out your mind. I'm not eating. I don't know if you got roaches. <laughs> I'm not eating nothing out of your goddamn mouth. <laughs> you know, I won't even eat around y'all, let alone eat with you. <laughs> right, are they bringing a triple bacon lasagna? Nah, man, I ain't here for that. <laughs> I ain't here for all that. I'm here for a career. I am not here to make, I ain't my family. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of of times you're in these environments and like this is the only social interaction that people have and that's why they become so so um ruthless inside of this environment it's because some for some people these jobs are everything this is where they this is where they found their husband and found their wife this is where all their friends are this is where their arguments happen this is this is everything for them and for some of us it's a stepping stone you know we have something outside of this we have something we have a standard that's more important we have a standard that we're we're, we're tethered to and this is just some of the unfortunate things we have to do to get there like i said you got to be able to see your job as your investor my supervisor or my ceo whatever that's that person is investing in my company that's it so the time the eight hours or nine hours or ten hours that i spend inside of this environment is only because i'm collecting the coins for my investment it's not because i'm making a life of this space you know and for some they would never have that ideation because this is it for them that's why it's always important. Like I say, you come in as a lady, leave as a lady, come as a gentleman, leave as a gentleman. Because I got something else after this. This is it for you. And, you know, sometimes it's the same thing in a relationship. The way you come in is the way you should leave. You don't have to go out with a bank. Some people will try to tether you back. They'll try to hold you back. They'll try to keep things that you, that you own. They'll do all kinds of different things like that because this was it for them this this is the highest they were ever going to go and they recognize it 
you know, interacting with you because sometimes you engage with people who never deserved you. You know, you you like I call a scholarship. You scholarship them in. They didn't they didn't really earn their placement in your life. Sometimes it's the same thing with a job. Sometimes it's the same thing with a relationship. And the thing is, it may be an unspoken, an unspoken thing. They know they got scholarship in. They know like this person is beyond me. I really didn't do anything to deserve to be with a person like this or maybe whatever I may have done that usually is the thing that I do to, to kind of hook people in that hook been dissolved already that hook is gone I don't have any other tricks that, that that I can pull let's say for me as a man maybe my hook is um I don't know I, I, I pull chairs out or I open up doors or you know maybe it's um the flashiness of my vehicle or the flashiness of my jewelry or or whatever you know but that that only lasts but for so long and if i was able to pull someone who's beyond that and i know they're beyond that and they're in my life and my tricks are gone now there's a part of me that's saying this person is just showing me grace at this point so i can either act like it i can level up i can level up i could level up because grace has been shown to me or recognize that the inevitable is going to happen at some point and when the inevitable happens take it with grace the inevitable is that they're, they're gonna go they're, they're gonna either wake up from this nightmare <laughs> or this dream they're gonna wake up at some point or um you know i don't, I don't know how maybe they, they or maybe they're just gonna um recognize that the season has changed so I can be happy and say, wow, man, thank you for the time that you were here because it was grace. Or I could flip. Oh, you ain't going to leave me. I've had people tell me that before. You ain't just going to leave me. What? <laughs> what, what you going to do? <laughs> you going to kill me? You're like, I just can't leave. You know? Um, and sometimes just like that, I've had that in jobs. In fact, the one that I'm talking about when I came in, like dress like how I normally dress. Um, they issued me a, a letter. That, you know, the lawyers issued me letters because the night before I had removed myself off of all of the servers. You know, so I was like, y'all ain't gonna do anything the next day and then try to blame it on me. My my account has been disabled. This that 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 and the third. And then they tried to issue me issue me a, a letter and they said I took some. It was so silly some training manuals or something which i didn't but it was like it was so silly it was like i took took some training manuals and something 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 and then the ceo called me and i'm like you, and the ceo was a lawyer so i'm like how are you going to issue a legal threat and then get on the phone with me that, that's like rule number one. you're not supposed to talk to me like and he's like yeah i knew you were going to leave and you just left us out there like that hey, shut the f up <laughs> <You know? laughs> Come on, you know, because they, they were, it was a foul place. Like I said, maybe I'll tell that story another time. Um, But it's so funny, like I said, the wicked watch the righteousness. The wicked, the wicked watch the righteous, trust me. You know, when I was leaving, he said something before we got off the phone. It was very, very profound to me. Now, this is a non-black man. Now, you know how we always say those jokes like, oh, they think all of us look alike, right? He said, I knew you were going to leave. I said, how'd you know I was going to leave? He said, because you started trimming your beard differently. 
So he said, once I saw that, I knew that you were interviewing. I found that to be so very interesting. In fact, I developed a totally different kind of respect for him after he said that. <laughs> um, back then, I didn't, you know, my beard wasn't as full. I used to keep it really, really light. But being in that environment, um, maybe I might have had a, maybe just a, a little bit more. You know, but when I would interview, you know, it's part of the mask. <laughs> I would go, I would bring everything lighter. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I knew you were out there interviewing. I could tell, you know, because um, of your beard. So, wow, that's interesting. This, 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 um, this non-black man is over here looking at, at my beard and can see the difference. You know, they watch you, you know, and he knew the wickedness that was going on there. Um, the wicked watch the righteous, the righteous, and a lot of times they want to maintain a linkage, you know, and we don't want to disrespect anyone's opportunity to redeem themselves. And that redemption may come one day that that company is actually no more now, you know, um, yeah, same thing. He said, pick up on people's subtleties. Yeah, I respected it. I was like, okay, <laughs> I respected his ability as a CEO to keep his eye on everyone, you know? And I was like, okay, now I'm pretty high up and we're in executive meetings, like uh, sometimes two, three times as strong, but still he had a lot of people that he was, I remember one time there was um, these two sisters, <laughs> they were so wild, but they were temps that we hired to do some, some data entry. And um, one of them was just so unprofessional, like, she was so ghetto. Oh my goodness, she was so good. She had this huge behind, like huge, you know, and this little waist, but huge butt. And um, I remember when they first started. This was the first day. Um, I'm walking down the uh, like the, there was this outside of my, my, my office, it was like some cubicles. It was like a walkway to get to the other side of the office. And I'm walking and I hear her go, mm. <laughs> like real loud. She's like, mm. <laughs> and, um, I'm like, okay, you know, so I go over to the person I speak to and I come back the other way. And then she was like, I walked by and she was like, swap, 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 swap. And, and I'm like, and like the other sister was like, stop, stop. And I was like, what's that? She was like, mm, I could see how that thing swinging when you walk. She's like, that thing just swinging. Swap. I'm like, yo, it's like our first day. And, um, I remember her name too. She was wild. She was wild. Um, oh God. But I could just tell you stories about this, this particular girl, um, yeah. Oh God. I'm trying to get the, the things. Out. I don't want to say anything, but she, she was very forward, very loud. And I remember one time the CEO came over, he was talking to him about something and I just heard it because I'm not going to say his name. So let's just say his name was Jack. I know I always use the name Jack because I don't know too many Jacks. Um, and I just heard, she was like, Jack over here trying to play us, Jack trying to play us. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not trying to play you. I wouldn't play you. 
And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to use the, use the words. <laughs> to, you know, he ain't got the the inflection wasn't right, but I said, you you placed it. It's in the right spot, you know. But um, so I was impressed by his ability to from the temps to the VPs, you know, to whatever he was able to kind of scope out everybody. And you know, I learned lessons in leadership. Even, even, even there, you know, you can, you can learn from everybody and from every situation, but he know, he made some miss, some missteps, some serious missteps, uh, with me and which caused me to do what I did, but I still left like a gentleman. I didn't break anything. I didn't steal anything. You know, I didn't do any of that stuff, you know? So a lot of times, even in, in relationships, it's the same thing. You know, um, they knew they were unrighteous. They wanted to hold on to I'm keeping the place alive in more ways than one, because at that time I'm, I'm the VP of it, but I was the network engineer that designed, I designed their entire, um, network infrastructure as well as like, I, I did all the initial purchasing, like for the servers to down to the, 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 um, external drives that people use on their computers to the webcam, like, all of the technology, the phone system I did, I did the um, the security system, I did everything, right? So I was the center, I was the Emotep of that environment. And I mean down to when we first got the, the space, the office space, I pulled up the floor, the floor and designed where the wiring is going to run. Back then everything was still wired, wireless was still new, but where all the wiring was going to run underneath the floors for 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 the network you know so and i had all of this documented and everything where everything was where every wire was where everything you know and um so me me no longer being there was like you know the heart is is it's gone and, and this is a this is a kind of a technology based enterprise if, if you will to some degree um so like I said, the, the wicked will watch you and they will cling to you, but some of them come to their point of redemption. And um, when they when they do, you want to be able to, to hold that standard and they recognize, no, nah, this person is not deviated. And that may mean that there's some things that you're not going to get. There's, that mean, they may mean that there's some opportunities that you're not going to receive or there's some sacrifices you're going to have to make. When I left that spot, I had no job lined up. I had nothing lined up, nothing. You know, and I remember the head of sales said that to me. Um, she was like, oh, so you're going to another? I was like, no. And I was proud to say loud, no, mm -mm, I, don't, I don't have anything else. I wanted them to know. <laughs> I wanted them to know, like, no, I ain't got nothing lined up. That's that's how that's how much I need to get up out of here. <laughs> and I didn't. I wasn't lying. I had nothing lined up, you know, and, um, you know, uh, Yah will make a way because I maintain righteousness and I recognize like I am not going to be less than a man you know she may have been loud you know but she was right swap 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 yeah it's long and hanging I'm all man baby <laughs> you know what I mean and I'm not going to be anything less for for a coin or for anything transient because I've made a promise and I made a commitment to the divine creator. And that's the standard that I'm going to hold. And I'm going to continue to hold that. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, so that's just something to think about. Now it may not be a swap, 
swap swing and maybe something for you you know for you women it might be something something different but you know however you conceptualize it you know um and i i didn't use it as a concept just so you know i'm just recanting a a, a story from uh <laughs> from her crazy behind um but uh have the courage to be different and i know you may be afraid sometimes but do it anyway some things you got to do while you're trembling. Some things you got to do while you're shaking. That's what life is. Everything isn't done with your, with your chest poked out and, you know, and you and you pounding on your chest and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I was encouraged on some levels at that time and on some levels I wasn't. Um, part of the encouragement that I got, I remember going home and, and telling my woman, you know, like, yo, I'm, I ain't going back to tomorrow. And she was like, all right, well, you know, we'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like she, she knew her man. She knew like, you will be all right. <laughs> and that was it. You get a melanin rich woman, you know, whispering in your ear, like you'll be all right. And especially if, you know, you get a little meat that night <laughs> and she whispering it again while, you know, while you're, you're, you're getting a little meat, you know, you'll be all right. So what else could you tell me? What, what else could anyone tell me after that? You know, the divine has said it to me and the earthly mother has said it to me. I'm good. You know, and a lot of times we 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 waver because we don't have that sanctioning from the creator. We don't have that. So that's so we, we really have nothing to tether ourselves to. You know, we, we don't we don't have that approval, you know, where the, where the creator is like, yeah, I, I this, this is the direction I want you to go in. You know, we're, we're functioning from our own idea. So based upon that, it's so easy for us to kind of, maybe I should just, maybe it's just me. Maybe I just need to, you know, be less of this, be less of that, be less of me, you know, because we have no, we have no, no earthly, you know, like I said, the earthly mother is wisdom or what they call the, the, uh, the Ruach or, or the Ruach, the Ruach Hokadesh, the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the mother. You see what I mean? And when, when you separate from your actual mother and, and, you know, and this is as a man, as a woman, it's, it's a different experience, but you know, the woman, the woman is always going to be connected to the earthly mother or his mother, or excuse me, her mother. Um, you know, but when you establish that relationship and your woman becomes like a mother to you, if she's, if she's any good, <laughs> you know, um, and there's a certain wisdom that comes from that relationship you know, and um, again, your divine father should always be that consciousness that's in your head at all times. Always, <laughs> it should it should always be there. So, um, once you have that kind of tie, once you have that kind of connection, that courage to be different becomes a lot a lot easier when you deepen and strengthen that relationship because you have your crew. You know, I, I'll give you a, a quick thing. One time, um, my Baba said one time that I never forgot. He forgot it. And I always remembered it. You know, um, I remember one time, um, my, my, my Bob and, and, and my mother were, were having a, a, a heated <laughs> kind of discussion, you know, as, as people do, you know, and I was young, I was probably about, I could almost tell you exactly. I was between five and six years old, somewhere around there. And um, she said something about his friends. She was like, you know, um, 
So you know, you know how sisters, you know how y'all get <laughs> when in, in the midst of battle, you just start going for the juggler. And she he, she says something like, "Your friends ain't ish," you know, like ain't none of your friends worth ish, except for one. She called out one. She was like, "Except for so and so, he the only one that's." He's like, "The rest of your friends ain't none of them ish," you know. And um, I remember it was me and my my siblings there at the time, and um. My father had grabbed us like he in a in a like he was in the center of us and he pulled us close and he said, These are my friends. He's like, I don't I don't care about what you're talking about. He's like, these are all the friends I need right here. And um I was about five, but I remembered that. And I remember years later, and I mean when I say years later, like probably yeah, like thirty years later, bringing up that incident to him, and he was like he he like he was like that. Well, that sounds like something she would say. He's like that sounds, but he was like, I don't, he's like, yeah, she say stuff like that. But I didn't totally, you know, remember that. I was like, yeah, but see, that was something that um, you see a lot of times we don't realize people are watching us when we're holding a standard. You see, because he held a certain standard and he recognized, no, this is the garden that I'm ten- I'm I'm tending right here. You know these these little. You know, these little ones here, these are my friends, you know, um, sorry for the alert. I know it's loud, but, um, that established something in, in my own mind, as far as the standard and as far as, um, where my strength comes from, you know, and, and, and I'm going to get off. We've been on for a while, but you know, one of the things that you got to, I said this in a, in an earlier segment is that one of your greatest strengths when you're trying to encourage, be encouraged. And, and like kind of really focus on your standard of truth. You know, one of the things um, is that you have to approach everything you do with joy. You know, um, I had a sister say that to me once, you know, something like that. She said, I noticed you said something to me. And I said to her, like, I enjoy the pleasure and the pain. Whether I'm going through a difficult time in life or whether I'm going through a pleasurable time in life, I enjoy it all. Now, one of the reasons I enjoy it all is because... You know, like I said, like I love my legs because I can walk. You know, I love mobility. Not that I got like big pretty legs or something like that. You know, I don't think a man should have big pretty legs. But um, I love the fact that they work. You know, and I think mobility is such a blessing. I saw an elder man the other day. He was walking with a cane. It looked like he had a bad hip. And um, he was taking his time. He was taking his time, but he was walking. You know, and I just, I was just happy for him. You know what I mean? And it was just one block. And he was taking forever to get up this block. But I'm just like, you know what? But he's he, he was able to get up that day and put his, his clothes on or whatever. Or someone else might have helped him whatever. And say, you know what? I'm going to walk from here to there. And there's a lot of people who can't do that. There's a lot of people who lose mobility. So for me, that's a huge blessing, right? Um, but that's the thing. You, you start to... Um, see those different values and like i said whether it's 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 you know you 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 see where your strength is or or you 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 can appreciate your your purpose in certain strengths so like i said it may be your children but you you start to see that um there's an appreciation for the purpose and there's there's an encouraging towards what our standards are and encouraging towards what our differences are once we start to get a better sense of what our power bases are 
And then once you get a sense of your power base and then you connect and you align within that, then it becomes very difficult for people to tell you, you know, in order to get strong, you got to be the same. That, that becomes a very difficult um, task. Uh, but like I was saying, when you find joy in whatever work that's associated with your power base, right? So like like the like when I said to whether well, it's the pleasure or the pain, because if you've ever let's say if you've ever been sick, or oh here's here's one, if you've ever had someone very precious to you transition, you would you would give and they were very close to you and you miss them, you would give anything just to have a moment of them fussing you out. Right. If you could just have like if if you could have one hour, let's say it could be a parent, it could be a grandparent, it could be a sibling. Let's say there's something you used to do all the time and used to annoy them <laughs> and they get on your case about it. If, if you, you could just have them back just just for an hour, you know, say, why don't you pick up your sister or you did it? You would you would enjoy it. Right. So this is what I mean that whether through the pleasure or the pain, I still enjoy it because I enjoy and I appreciate the sensations of living. Whether it's something that I'm not, my body and my emotions is not enjoying, I'm living. If it's something that I am enjoying, I'm living. No matter what, I'm living. And this is a part of life. So when you can approach everything that you're doing with joy and you put in your mind, you know, it could be having to wake up and go to work today. It could be having to clean your car out. It could be having to pay your car payment, you know, if you're on a car payment or pay or pay your, your mortgage or whatever it is. If you when you when you sit down and, and you go and you go to make that payment or you you're getting dressed and getting ready for work or whatever, whatever your situation is, if you approach it with joy, what immediately begins to happen is is, is you already looking for the opportunity for transcendence within that experience, you know, because I'm, I'm approaching it with joy. So, yeah. I got I got to go to court today. I got a parking ticket, or you know, or or I got into a fight or whatever. But you know what? That that is what it is, man. I'm going to court, you know. And I'm not talking about when, when dudes be coming into court shackled and the judge is like, "Good morning, Mister So and So. Good morning, Judge. Highly blessed, you know, highly blessed and favored, you know. Like not not that con thing. Like nah, I'm sitting here with shackles on on my waist and I got to sit here like I'm doing well today, uh, uh, Judge. You know, the Lord is blessing me. How you doing? You know. They tell you that that's like jailhouse con. Like, you know, when you go into the court, you just got to be real cheerful. F that. Buck dancing for these mother effers. You know, but I'm saying when you approach every situation with joy, you are now ready and posed and stationed for the blessing that's coming out of the situation. But if you approach it with misery, <laughs> where the mind is the body follows so if you approach it with misery then these situations are going to be miserable you see that's the thing and then if someone can present an alternative to to to, to be pleased and a lot of times that's going to go with the flow and you might in that moment you might have to swim across the river and they might say man don't swim across the river just float downstream with us man and downstream we'll be able to find a spot where we can just nah man i think i'm gonna have to swim across this 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 joint i'm gonna have to swim across it right so that means i might have to put a little bit more work in you know what then that's just what i'm gonna do man but why are you going against what everybody else is doing because that's just what i'm gonna have to do man you see i'm going over the dry land over there i'm not trying to be sat and saturated inside of this water for the rest of my life 
because eventually what is Oshun going to do? She's going to wear me down. She's going to erode me. That's what water do, does over time. It erodes whatever is inside it. That's why most pebbles and stones inside of a stream are smooth. <laughs> she smooths things. I don't want to, I want to keep my edge. I'm going to swim across to the other side. That means I might have to go against the current a little bit. But you know what? You know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. I'm going to do it joyously. Because in that moment of going across, I'm going to get the blessings and the lessons. Just like I said, I have to leave that organization and, and they send me stupid letters and all that stuff like that. But I did all with joy. I did it all with joy, right? So even when we got on the phone afterwards and he's like, yo, why would you do that? I'm still with joy in my heart. So by the time I hung up, I'm I'm smiling like he noticed this. So that, that became, a, and this happened very long time ago but that became a, a transcendental moment you know that became something that now i was able to utilize later because if i had not held my standard in those moments i might not be here today and what i mean by that is when you can hold your standard and you 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 hold your divine banner and you don't shift and move from it then the creator says okay he's ready for he's ready for the next one you know, so now, you know, Brother Haru is now ready to become Chief Yuya. You see, so he's let, let's let's graduate him because he defeated the boss on, on, on that level. You know, what I mean, so now let's take him to the next level of the game. He's going to have to fight another boss when he gets to the end of it. And I don't know, maybe they don't, they don't make games like this anymore, but that's how they used to be. You fought at a level. Then when you get to the end of it, you got to fight a boss and then you go to the next level. I know it's a lot different now, whatever. I'm just follow the example with me for, for half a minute. You see what I'm saying? So th that's the point I'm saying. A lot of times we have a vision of somewhere that we want to go, but we don't realize that there's going to be moments where we got to hold a standard in between. And we never get to fulfill that, that vision if we're constantly compromising on that standard. So whenever you get an opportunity to hold a standard and approach your difference, approach it courageously, and you might be trembling. You might be like, I can barely swim. And I don't know if there's piranhas in that water. I don't know if there's gators in that water. I don't know if there's, there's snakes that are going to bite me in that water. I am fearful, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it fearfully. <laughs> I'm going to do it fearfully. You, you see, some things just have to happen that way. You know, peace, Arisha, everything is not going to happen when you're ready for it to happen. But here's the most important thing. I'm going to do it joyfully. I'm going to do it joyfully. You know, um, you ever been as a child, you know, you know, you know, when you're sick and you got to stay home as a child, that first day is kind of I, but you know, you know, sometimes when your sickness accelerates, even as a child, you're like, I'd rather be back in school. And I wish I could be playing recess again. I'd rather be playing, playing recess than be over here sick. You, you see what I'm saying? So there's a, there's a joyfulness that, that comes in that, even if I got to go to school and I don't want to be in school, it's a blessing to be there because at least I can go do that. Even if I got to swim across this water and I'm scared to swim across this water, I'm going to approach it joyfully because I'm swimming. I'm swimming. You know, there's a saying that they say a lot, I think, therefore I am. That's bull crap. I've heard people say that to me a lot of times. I think for, for therefore I am. That's that's not what signifies the, the validity of you as an existing person. What's, what, 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 and I'm not saying that 
cognition is is the marking point for existence. But let's just say if I was, if I was going to go along with that with that logic, thinking doesn't doesn't validate that you exist. The ability to be skeptical skeptical about your thoughts would be a validation of existence. Because, for instance, you could have something that's an automaton and is doing the same thing as everything else, like a zombie. Does it? Is it? You know, when we say I am. Is it really in existence? Is it really actualizing? But if the zombie gets to the point where it says, maybe I shouldn't be eating brains like everybody else. Maybe I have my own brains. I don't have to devour the brains of other people because I've lost my own cognition, but I I have mine to focus on. Why are we always walking? Can't I just sit still and eat people? Or You know, it starts to question its, its very habits of sameness. That's what now within that thought construct that's what now would constitute you know an existence and and i know that that goes against what maybe a lot of you are taught if you maybe you come from from the school of like rene descartes and 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 rene descartes like you know i mean i guess he's considered (laughs) such thieves but he's considered the um the father of, of, of modern philosophy but um I think therefore I am. No. <laughs> your thinking can be programmed into you so that you're not really um critically thinking. You see? So you gotta get out and vote. So you can be counted. Oh, that's how I be counted? Oh, okay. Not the critical thought that goes goes beyond the notion of what you're saying to me. Isn't that how it would count? Through my maybe possible difference. Or my doubt, or my skepticism. You see, but yeah, like I said, I didn't want to. I went longer than expected or desired. All right, so that's pretty much all I wanted to say on that. And if anybody I missed in the chat and didn't greet you, it wasn't you know me trying to be rude. You know, um, sometimes I don't catch everyone. But have the courage to be different. Have the courage to stand on your banner, the banner of truth, and as you do it, you <laughs> up for president. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I am not trying to get uh, assassinated. <laughs> I know what happens next after that. I'm good money where I'm at in front of my brown curtain. <laughs> this is it. I'm 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 good right here. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, you know, I know how y'all treat people who who take the for, the forefront. You know, you welcome them in. Come on in, come on in. Yeah, yeah, we like what you're doing. Crucify them. <laughs> they welcome you into the town center and then they crucify you. I'm good, you know. But, um, yeah, man, so just do it joyously. And if you got to do it while you're scared, just do it while you're scared. But most importantly, man, hold the line of your difference. Trust me, hold it. And and just be ready for those who are going to need you and who appreciate you because you held it. That's all. All right? So, everyone, be well today. Be safe. You know, um, ooh, y'all are saying some stuff. You know, lobotomize you like Kanye. Ooh, did you just say a mouthful? Yeah. Because he was trying to hold his standard. He was doing well for a minute. He was holding his standard. And then they brought them witches along and 
<laughs> them, 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 them cy- some cyborg witches with all them cybernetic body parts. They, they gave him a witch and all kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, he said a mouthful on that one, Baba. Yeah, but you're welcome, everyone. Um, you, you're more than welcome for what was shared with me and what I'm sharing with you. And like that, I say, you know, love somebody today, inspire somebody today. Peace, McCobe Sandy Paris, by the way. I don't think I greeted you earlier. And um, protect each other. And Ia Arlene, you're more than welcome, you know, as well as you, Tracy. Thank you for flower. <laughs> and wow, girl, you know. Um, yeah, you saw my alarms going off, man. So you know what that means. I'm, I'm, I'm running behind. <laughs> All right. So let me uh, get on to it. It's almost 9 a.m., so. You know, um, it's a lot of things I got to do. And, uh, yeah, Baba MGC, peace to you, you know, and all all you other ones. And, uh, yeah, be well today, all right? Be well, everybody. Peace, 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 peace. You're welcome. You're welcome.